All right, well, we're back. NAL Live is back. We are live all over the world right now. Um, got, a, got a great guest trying to make my way around the league. This is episode number five. And uh, today we've got Terry Foster. He's the head coach of the uh, Jersey Flight. Terry and I uh, have crossed paths many times over the years, so it's going to be fun chatting with him as well. How's it going, Terry? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Happy holidays, everyone. Yeah, yeah. You too. It looks like you got a nice tree behind you. Did you decorate that thing? Uh, yes and no. Um, I kind of <laughs> do what I do best. I sat back and I kind of coached. <laughs> nice so i let i, I let my uh, fiance and, and daughter kind of um, create everything and you know they did some magic so i'm pretty that's um, good well, coach, happy with it. coach rez um had his christmas tree up there last yeah. time too i have my new virtual background now and um, i loved it i love it i see that big flight logo sitting in the back and you know, oh, I, I love how it's sitting on top, getting ready to just go ahead and, you know, crown us. I'm loving it. Well, I'm not a graphic designer, but I tried to put this thing together. And I was trying to make it where, like, you know, the teams are – I hate this screen because it's, like, backwards. But I've got the teams around me, so you can still see all, all seven of the teams. Right. And uh, <laughs> But, again, I'm an, I'm an amateur at that. I'm an amateur at the podcast, but we're having fun. Um, we are going to oh. – you know, we are we are getting interest from companies that want to advertise on the podcast. So hopefully um, in the next few weeks, you're going to see sponsors, you know, behind me and keep keep growing this thing. But the, the best part is we get to talk, you know, arena football Definitely. all the time. So. Yeah. So, coach, let's some of the people might not know your background. Why don't you walk us through kind of your career, like how you got your start, where you're from and kind of we'll uh, go from there. Okay, I uh, played college football at Grand Valley State University under uh, Brian Kelly, who's the head coach at Notre Dame now. Um, after playing with uh, Grand Valley, I ended up playing arena ball with the Grand Rapids Rampage. Played there under Mike Trigg and Sparky McEwen. Uh, Clint Dozell was my quarterback, you know, back in the day. Uh, so that's how I got started in arena ball. Uh, from there, I uh, ended up getting injured. Um, and I hurt my obliques pretty bad and I started coaching and I, I ended up coaching with Sparky when he was with the Rampage. And from there, I just started my coaching career. So I stopped playing um, around 28 years old and started coaching. So I've been doing this for a long time from, you know, the CIF, uh, the originally the GIFL, the Great Lakes Indoor yep. League. Spittleary um, Brothers, I remember those guys. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, and then I was in the IFL for a while with West Michigan, the Thunderhawks, uh, with Saginaw in your league. Um, and then uh, out in uh, Texas and stopped in Colorado. So I bounced around a lot of places. I've been almost all of the leagues. Um, so, you know, I've got a, 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 a wide range of experience with, you know, the indoor game, but I prefer the arena style game. Yeah, no, it's definitely good. How how did you transition when you went from being a 28-year-old player to, you know, coaching? Was that tough? Um, um, did you see the writing on the wall? Well, you know, when I was playing, it was, it, you, you, you were a, a two-way guy or you were a DS. And DS is, you know, that, that to stay a DS in, in the arena league during that time, you had to be pretty tough. 
Um, and the two way, the two way guys were a lot of receiver guys. And uh, for me, I've always just been one of those guys that have learned the game from every position. And um, I really didn't see the writing on the wall, but I knew that I could coach the game. And the opportunity flew up and Sparky offered me a position, told me I could stay on and um, coach the DBs at the time. And then a defensive coordinator's job came up in Muskegon, Michigan, and there started. So, you know, um, after the end of that season, actually during that season, um, the first season that I was the D coordinator with Muskegon, um, the Muskegon Thunder under the Pringles, uh, the end of the season, we started getting banged up. And we lost a couple of DBs and it was hard to get DBs to come in, you know, for the pay in that league. So I said, you know what, I'm going to suit up. So I ended up suiting up for the last couple of games, got us into the playoffs a little bit. Nice. Then when the playoffs started, I said, all right, I'm done. But these guys are healthy and I'm done. And, you know, I realized then that getting my body back in shape was going to take a lot longer than what I really wanted it to. So I said, you know what, I can keep coaching and, you know, get some of the knowledge that I've got back and, and push it on. So. Um, I think being able to start young, I've been able to learn a lot of the business inside and out. You know, I've had the opportunity to go into some places and have to take over teams, basically. Not that I wanted to, but, you know, ownership groups have kind of left the players and me in bad situations. And we kind of just figured out how we were going to do it and we finished out season. So I've learned everything from inside and out, from being an owner to a GM to just being the coach from being a player. So, you know, it's been, it's been a great experience. and. I've enjoyed it all the way across through the journey. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and it's, you know, having that versatility, I think, is important, you know, just from the coaching, playing front office. Like, you know, as a coach, you know, a lot of times I've, I've you know, as a team owner, you know, I've had many coaches and it's like you want the coach to understand, you know, the business side, too, because, yeah. you know, I, I mean, as a coach, I want everything, too. Right. But what what's realistic? You know, yeah. everybody wants to win. You know, I'm I'm hyper competitive, and but I draw the line, and and that's where you know I think more and more of the coaches now are getting that front office experience, and and it's helping because we really need the 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 ownership and the the coaches and the front office to kind of be on that same page and 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 pushing everything forward, and they work so much together. Um, you know, that it's important. I've, I've had, I've had coaches that are just constantly like, you know, needy, need this, need this, need this, you know, and, uh, it, it's great. And you want to give as much as you can. Um, but I think it's important to make sure that, uh, you know, that coach has an understanding and that's, that's, that's what's good. I mean, your experience and your background, you know, kind of at all the different leagues, because even the leagues have, you know, differences, you oh, know, yeah, going definitely. from AFL to the, the G the great lakes league to the CIFL to, to my league. So, you know, I think, I think the, at the level that we are right now with the game, um, I think it behooves all of the organizations to make sure that the coaching staff understands that, you know, they are the brand. Um, we are really the only year round employees that, you know, can be the brand of it. The players, we are, are, are contractual at each year. Most of them, you know, they're chasing the dollar, whereas the coaches and the, the management with the GMs and everything, we're the ones that are here. So, um, you know, it's up to us to get out and sell and continue to build the brand and, make sure that people want to be involved with our sponsors and our partners and things of that sort. So, you know, I think, I think 
learning that part of it from the places that I've been is really, you know, what is what's going to carry us here in Trenton um, part of the way. We're bringing in good people to put around me as we've done with our coaching staff and in our management so far. Um, and even with the players that we bring in that are so community oriented and the veterans that we have that we're mixing with the, the young guys, um, you know, that's one of the philosophies that we talk about as we're recruiting these guys, you know, what we're going to be inside of the community, the champions on the field and off the field at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's important. So what is your role um, outside of coaching? Like kind of walk me through, are you, do you get involved in the front office with the, with the flight or are you just solely football? I'm the general manager. So I, I do everything. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do it all. Um, you know, um, I don't really have an off season. You know, my off season from football is the business side. We jump right into starting to get the sponsorships and the partnerships with, you know, all of the local companies and the surrounding communities, the schools. Uh, so, you know, it's a it's an everyday Zoom meeting for me. Um, even now with the pandemic, we stay in Zoom meetings with the chambers and I'm in all of the chambers in the area, um, you know, just trying to build our brand and, and, and kind of. You know, a lot of people really didn't even know that Trenton still had an arena football team when I first came back on board. Uh, so, you know, that's been one of the things we're building a brand, kind of um, showing them the difference in the levels of play that they were in compared to where we are now and uh, the different level in competition and just the different level in the fr franchises that we're playing against and, and where they've come from and their history. So, you know, it really does do us great justice to be in the NAL at this point in Trenton because some of the other leagues, it, it, I think it will be harder for us to get the backing that we are. Getting. Yeah. And I think, you know, you have some, some teams that have some solid history in yeah. the NAL, which is, which is great. I mean, that, that just is going to push everyone and elevate, you know, everyone. And I, I mean, I was looking at some of the guys you signed and I mean, hell you got some, you got some ballers signed up there. So, I mean, it's like, you're, you're not wasting any time, you know, no, we're, trying. we're trying, you know, we got, we got a steep hill to climb. You know, we're looked at right now as that little brother coming from the AAL, um, being one of the only teams that are come actually moving up into the league and going to have an opportunity to play um, because, uh, you know, West Virginia also moved, but they went dormant for the year due to the pandemic. Um, looking to look, looking to hopefully have them back in, in 2022. So, because um, that was a great rivalry for us. And I was looking forward to, you know, beating up on Mook and Greg a little bit. But I'm going to have oh, to yeah. hold on. Those guys like to talk a little trash, too, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, usually <laughs> at the meetings, it was so funny. Every other word, even with the owners, because I was down at the ownership uh, meetings. I, I represent our team um, in, in the ownership group. So um, it was uh, it, it was real interesting to hear the owners, how they talk trash. They talk a little more trash than the coaches do when we get together and we talk. You know, we got it. You know, we, we understand that it's really decided by the player, the players, but the owners mean Zeus. It was pretty funny. You know, they, you think they were strapping it up and get ready to go and play. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, man, what, you know, when we're not coaching or playing, it's like we're still competitors. Oh, yeah, you know, definitely. and that's the only that's the only thing we got right now. <laughs> I think well, a couple of years ago, someone made a statement and they were talking about the different leagues and the coaches. And someone said, if you um, put our coaches and, and play against any other league, um that, that that they will win. I don't remember which league it is or which league it was, but I think if you put this group of NAL coaches together and put us up against any other league, I think uh we pretty we, we pretty much put hands down put a smacking on a, a lot of other leagues, pretty much. I think so. 
I'll tell you what, I'm impressed with the quality throughout the league. I mean, you got, you know, just some some all-star, you know, coaches around. Um, but real quick, fans that are out there watching, post your comments, questions. We'll get them to, to Coach Foster. Um, we like to try to engage as much as we can with uh, with the fans. I mean, we've got we've got some fans from all over. We've got uh, Jonathan, the Institute of Resilience. You know, Chris. I mean, he's saying the the DS is a beast. Um, but this is the one I like. I mean, you have Coach Rez beat in Christmas lights. Yours is brighter. So, <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Wasn't really but, a challenge to you, Coach Rez. You know you my dog. <laughs> Y'all so, better take flight. I hear you, Larry B. So how do you feel when you're out in the community? So you're obviously, you know, you're, you're you know, you've been a coach forever. But like going out selling sponsorships and tickets, I mean, how was that transition for you? I, I always thought that coaches would make great salespeople because it's it's really what you do. I mean, you're selling these players on why to come play for you when, I, when they can go um, anywhere. When I was I, I was with the Muskegon Thunder when uh, the team was in the Spitarelli's League. And uh, I left for a season and I came to Saginaw. Um, and that's when we played in your league. And then I went back when West Michigan went into the IFL. And that was the same ownership group with the Pringles. Um, when I got involved with Mrs. Pringle, I started doing selling. Um, and that's when I really started realizing that, you know, the coach is actually the best person for it because all of those questions that people have, um, you know, about the little intricacies that go on day to day inside of the locker room, what happens on game days, you know, we're the ones that kind of set that timeline. So it's easier to get that answer right then and there and just you know, a lot, you find that a lot of people want to talk to the players and they want to talk to the coach. Yep. And when, when the coach is the one out there doing the selling, it makes it a little easier for us to explain the packages and really get them involved into it and understand what the feeling truly is. So um, for me, it, it was an easy transition um, because, you know, people would tell me I sell water to wells. Um, I really don't believe so. Um, there's certain sales jobs that I definitely can't do. Like I can't sell a car. Um, I can't sell vacuums. I'm really not good with those things. But, you know, I love football. I got a lot of passion for it. So it's easy for me to talk to you about. It. Yeah. And that's I mean, I think that's really what it is, is being comfortable. And then, you know, as the head coach, I mean, you're you're pretty much the face of the franchise um, because, you know, players come and go. But, you know, the coaches have have a little bit more stability there. So, um, you know, plus, you know who you're recruiting, you're, you know. People like talking to the coaches and the players. You got a lot of fans out here. I'll tell you that. I don't know if you what you did, but you got people coming all over. <laughs> it's the flight, baby. We taking flight. Nice. Nice. So how long have you been in Jersey then? Is that well, where you? Currently, I'm in Myrtle Beach. Oh, you're um, in Myrtle. I actually, yeah. I actually went out to uh, Jersey last year, November. Um, I stayed there through um, the, the holidays for most of it, went home just for Christmas, and then um, I was back out there. So I spent most of the time up until um, the pandemic and the numbers really started getting high. I spent most of the time out there in Jersey trying to, um, you know, get the brand started and 
get the word out about the, us being in the NAL and just recruit and get used to the area myself. Um, I, I got involved with some really great people down here on, when I first got in um, that, that got me connected inside of some of the businesses. Um, some really good people out here, you know, and I, 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 I would kind of be remiss if I didn't say hi, Lori. How you doing? Love you. Thank you for everything that you do for the flight. Um, so, um, you know, but I stay. I came out here and I started working with them, and um, it's been a fam, a, a real fa family setting for us. Uh, my owner, Jason Babu, is a great guy. He's kind of done everything that's been needed, you know, to kind of make me feel comfortable with making the big move and and staying down that way. So. I spent a, um, up until I'd say right before we decided that we were going to cancel last year. So right around uh, July, I came down and I've been in Myrtle Beach since. So, so is yeah. that your off-season place where you yeah. you live, Myrtle Beach? Yeah, yeah. I stay in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Yeah, nice. I like I like, the, I like the warm weather. Yeah, I like that area. So it still gets cold there, though, man. It does. I like mean, this past couple of days, even when we were down in Jacksonville for the league meetings, I was like, oh, man, I can't believe this. It's like 49 degrees. And then here the last couple of days, it's like up. 50 degrees. <laughs> I said, oh, I can't take this. And I stay right on the, um, yeah, my, my condo is right on the pond. So I got a couple of alligators in the backyard and I get nice. worried about them. You know, it's, it could get too cold for them. You know, I go have my little pets. A lot of people send me pictures of their big dogs and I say, all right, pet for pet. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a, uh, you golf at all? I mean, Myrtle beach uh, has some great golf courses. I, I ride along. You know? <laughs> You're driving. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can drive and make sure that we keep the cooler full and, you know, I can do those things, but, um, nah, I got, I, I got that hitch. I got the old school Charles Barkley hitch. You know, I, I just don't hit it well. I don't know what it is. And then my glasses fall off all the time when I bend over cause I can't do anything without them. You know, so come yeah. on, man. You got to get on that golf course. Wow. Uh, we got to. Yeah, I'll be out there. We'll have fun. You know, I, I'll keep us talking and laughing. But I got yeah. a uh, Predators fan here. He wants to know if you ever played against the Predators in the jungle during your playing days. Uh, no, I did not. Um, when I was with the Rampage, uh, we didn't get to travel to Orlando to play you guys. All right, man, we got a lot of people, man. I don't Mario know if he's going to text Mario Washington says CT fired up. So um, that's Cast Tech High School um, in Detroit, Michigan. You know, okay. so like to throw a shout out to Cast Tech. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. But we got uh, Willie wants a Nashville team, you know. Hey, that Learned wouldn't be a bad spot. Have, hey, Willie. Start reaching out to some of those big business owners out there that you know. Um, get them in touch with the NAL. Tell them they're interested yep. in having the team. Let's get that market, buddy. Yeah, I, I think that'd be a great market. You know, yeah, there's a couple the arenas there. Were, were, when the Nashville Cats were down there, they were that. Um, that was a nice organization. I did get to play against them though. So is Larry signed with you? I'm taking it. Yes, Larry did sign with us. I'm excited to have him in. Uh, I've coached against him a couple of years. Uh, last year. Um, he was with West Virginia and I think he'll even admit to this. I think our defense did the best job against him with kind of, you know, containing him and everything, but I'm excited to have Larry with us now and get to utilize some of that speed and that, and that playmaker ability that he has. What's he, what's he play wide receiver? Yeah. He's a receiver. Yeah. Nice. You know, what's cool is when you, um, you know, you're playing against somebody and they, they, you know, are maybe putting it on you a little bit and then, 
you get them next year. You're like they're on your team, yeah. so it's like yeah. that ain't yeah. happening again. Larry put, a big number. Larry put up big numbers in the league um, in 2019 that we were in. So you know, I'm excited to be able to get to utilize some, uh, you know, that talent and put up those same numbers here with us with some of the other guys that we have. Um, you know, like you said, we 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 went shopping. You know, we we tried to make sure that we could put the best group of guys together uh, with the budget that we have. You know, it's not a lot of money that we pay in this league. Um, but, you know, the things that we're going to do down in our organization are a little different. Um, we got um, we have different situations in which, you know, we're going to try to get our guys um, training their, their personal training license. We're going to make sure that everybody starts to get their LLCs. Um, I got some things set up to where we're going to do some stock classes and things of that sort to start trying to help these guys when they leave here to, you know, have different revenue streams and start building wealth and things of that sort. So, you know. I, I think that's such a awesome thing. And I think, I, I think more teams need to do that because you're right. I mean, the, the pay isn't, I mean, it's not enough to, you know, to really live year round. So, you know, teach, teach these guys, you know, some ways to, you know, create multiple streams of income. And I don't know if your, your group is using, uh, I'm going to sign up with Spinzo, but it's the uh, digital platform that presented at mm -hmm. the league meetings. They, they got a great program. And what I, I used that in the past. And what I did is I had, uh, I'd set up a, a page for each player and it was a way for them as they're out in the community that instead of giving away free tickets to everybody, Hey, here's my link and the players exactly. can earn extra money and it helps the club. Right. And it, it's a win-win for everyone. We got to get away from just handing out free tickets, you know, giving the players extra tickets. It's, you know, it's a business. It's yeah, it tough. The brand. I yep. mean, it definitely lessens the brand when we do that. Um, it takes away from, you know, our revenue streams and the fans never really start to buy them. You know, they just wait around and kind of get them for free. Hey, mom, I love you. Um, <laughs> so Pat Foster, that's my mom. That's mom. Oh, hey, mom. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, how is the roster kind of, you know, shaping up now? What do you, what do you got? You know, what are you still looking for? Um, I'm looking for upgrades. You know, um, you know, in this business, we're always looking to try to upgrade right now. Um, I think we could use a couple of more linemen. We can, we, we, you never have enough linemen, um, you know, so, but other than that, I think we're pretty, you know, pretty much going to go into camp with what we got. I don't want to overload, you know, dealing with the pandemic and everything. It's going to be hard to get a lot of people in there and try to keep everybody healthy right now. I know the vaccine is out, but, you know, we still want to be cautious as we get this thing started so that we can definitely keep it started and rolling. Um, so, you know, we're kind of looking at that and still trying to number crunch right now. You know, my city is still shut down. Um, so um, it, it's been kind of tough to kind of get things kind of worked out and panned out with that until our government kind of goes ahead and opens the open some more things up for us. So, Yeah, now I just got to be smart and, and keep planning. Uh, mom says she loves you too, so that's always good. You know, it's always yeah. good when she pops in. So, <laughs> has, has she traveled to, um, you know, all the cities that you've been in coaching? Um, not all, not all okay. as far as coaching. Um, you know, she traveled everywhere when I was playing. Um, nice. so wherever I would play, um, when, when I was playing, she, she was always there. My dad is the same. I'm actually lucky. Um, my dad's going to be on my coaching staff this year. So 
Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good to it, it, it's good to you know bring him back in the fold and have him by my side. And you know, um, he 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 brought me into the game and taught me everything that I know about it. He coached me through high school, so you know, it's, it, it, it's it's a good feeling to be able to lean on him at this point. You know, have him on the sideline with me. So really satisfied with my coaching staff. Um, I think that's that's one of the one of the things that you know I'm most proud of right now uh, with the guys that we've been able to bring together and that are going to go into this battle with us and, and, and help us out through this journey. So, you know, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. H H C Thomas says lineman. Yes, please. He'll take two. So <laughs> that's, that's my uh, assistant head coach, offensive okay. lineman coach, uh, you know, Thomas Manas, um, who's, he was with the green Bay blizzard for a couple of years. He's been around, he's been with Tampa Bay storm. Um, he played, played, um, NFL Europe played in the NFL for a little bit. Um, so really great guy. He was the head coach at Oakland University and won a championship there. So uh, really excited to have him on our staff um, to, you know, keep my line together and, and keep us blocking and get that three to seven yards of snap, as he told me earlier when we were talking run game. Um, you know, that's how he, he he wants three to seven. I said, just get three. He's three to seven every time. Three to seven. Said, All right, yeah. coach, that's, that's where we at. Let's get that three to seven. So. No, I love those guys. And then we got Alvin Ray Jackson, um, who used to play with the Valor, fresh off the um, out of the AFL. He'll be with us, um, assistant on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so, yeah, really excited about the staff. Uh, recently found out this week that uh, Coach Payton won't be with us. Um, he's actually uh, moving, a, a, having a career shift and I'm um, going to do some things to start shifting his career as he had a little one a couple years ago. And you know, he's at that stage in his life where he has to make sure that he takes care of, um, you know, those things first. So um, I was excited for him with the opportunity that he has. So um, making some adjustments with our staff and um, we were able to bring in, um, you know, someone else that we feel like is going to be very, very um, good for us on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, it kind of just rounded out everything for us. So we're excited to get going for 2021 and, you know, um, shock some people in the NAL. Well, and I think everybody's kind of just itching to get back out there, man. Like, just do some workouts. Like, oh, yeah. I, you, you know, know. We, we were able to have one, and I had it I'm, in Alabama. Um, had pretty good numbers. It was great. I had so, it was some great talent. I'm actually um, planning on bringing some of those guys in um, to get a look at them when, once camp starts. Um, but it's just been so tough to, you know, have a workout in Jersey just because of the the all of the stipulations that we have and just me worrying about bringing guys in and you know having um you know my coaches and family around it and then somebody gets sick you know i i, I had to deal with covid once already and i'm not trying to catch it again um so you, just, you just, ended up having covid yeah yeah um uh, my uh my fiance is um she runs a, a township here in myrtle beach and you know they didn't shut down myrtle beach at all so she contracted it, which kind of, you know, um, spread through the house and I ended up having it. Um, it took me a little longer to kind of beat it up than what it took her. Um, she was back at work in three weeks, you know, right back at it. And I'm like, girl, wear a mask, you know, so <laughs> it was, was kind of funny. But yeah. Um, yeah. So but, um, you know, it's I, I after catching it and, and, and dealing with it and, you know, um, it's not something that I would want anyone else to have to kind of go through. It's some sleepless nights and then it's some, 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 just all you do is sleep days. Everybody. Okay. Though in the house now. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, it, 
it's it's been a couple of months since um you know we both got cleared up and everything you know every time now every time i catch a little cough that's the first thing i say is oh no i'm gonna catch it again so i kind of sit down and stay in the house the first time i actually really started getting out again was to go to jacksonville uh okay so yeah well we got a guy here he uh jay said he was one of those guys at the alabama uh workout great great experience he says so i mean that's that's what i was kind of hitting with some of these other um you know coaches yeah mask up stay safe that's um, my sister is it yeah that yeah. was my sister keep keep yeah. it safe but you know i think making sure that the teams you know are doing right by the players and you know it, it's it I, I know i've always been able to get some guys from workouts and you know you find that guy that that you just haven't been able to you know see um mm -hmm. or wasn't on the radar so um you know i think that's great um and alabama kind of opens up a whole new region for you guys yeah you know yeah. players uh, you know and it's it's hard for a lot of guys to travel to us to come to workouts so you know i and i think that's one of the reasons why carolina does what they do as far as going around the country and trying to hit other spots where you know it's not a team in our league or whatnot because it's hard for those guys to really travel to us so you know to be able to give them an opportunity to at least um extend their career just you know for for another year or at least another um time to get an opportunity to come in and practice and compete at a higher level i think you know is really uh what we 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 pride ourselves in doing here in jersey and i i, I kind of i know rez and i think that's why they do it down there i'm really good friends with rez and ansign and coach mckinney who's on their staff so um you know it's really a, a tight relationship with me and those guys so you know i know that i know what their what their goal is with it too you got some teams out here now like you know um that don't even have leagues that are having tryouts um you know you got the ngl that'll you know, throw a tryout here and throw a tryout there. Say they're going to play here. Say they're going to play there. They've been going tryouts for three years and haven't played a damn yeah. game. <laughs> and know? then you got, and you still have these players that are crazy enough to send money and say that they're going to try out for this professional opportunity. I feel bad for those guys. So that's why we kind of travel and do these workouts. It's not really, it's not a money grab because most of the time when some of those guys come to the workout, if they don't have what the fee is, I'm still going to say, all right, but you better work out. You know, you you better be that diamond in the rough then, you know, for the most part. <laughs> right. um, so, you know, and that's, I think it's that way, it's that way all the way across the board for all of the teams, um, especially in the NAL. You know, I've, I've been, been able to talk to a lot of these guys, even down in Ontario with their new ownership group. Um, really, really good guys, you know, and really about the athletes and the things that they're going to do down in Ontario is really going to help the league grow. His organization is going to grow. Um, they're going to be able to do some really good things down there. So players, if you're looking, if you're on the West Coast, reach out to Ontario, Patrick Johnson. Um, he'll announce his coaching staff soon, but it's going to be a really good group. The NAL got some good teams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. And, and Patrick uh, joined me uh, last Thursday when we were doing the show from uh, the league meetings. So it was great to kind of hear from Patrick a little bit. He's got a great background and, yeah, you know, yeah. he's, he's excited to get that thing rolling. Uh, I this would have deed him up straight locked him down. Now, <laughs> he might be able to outrun me, but I'd have put them hands on out of jam. Were you guys running thing? some drills at the meetings uh, or what? <laughs> no, I just was picking on him. I told him he was little. I said, man, you little now. You small. You know, he was a lot, lot bigger when he was 
just playing now he's a little skinny. I said, oh man, I jam you up. <laughs> nice. You know. Maybe you guys could suit up against each other, you know. I asked him if he was not, gonna play. He said, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Nah. He, so one snap. He's me and him were laughing and talking about it because I, I usually get out and I'll do drills and stuff with the DBs or run routes. Um, kind of still demonstrating because I still feel like I got it. You know, I, I was laughing and joking, talking with one of the DBs earlier today. And I told him, I said, usually when they come into camp, one of the first speeches you hear from me and the DB crew is how my feet are better than yours. And I'll prove it right now on this ladder. You know, so I still challenge the guys a little bit with that. I'm 45. And if I can still get on the ladder and look like a typewriter, you better look like a typewriter. Yeah. Yeah. You can't let that so, old coach you know, beat you. We, we kind of hold, hold stand like that. Yeah. Right. You know. It was funny because like last season down in Cape Fear, the receivers would get mad because I it, it would be days where I'd be mad at the DBs, so I would just stand at the line of scrimmage and jam the receivers. Oh, yeah, nice. y'all, oh y'all don't want to jam? That's right, to, I'll do it. You got you got to put them in their place. All right, thoughts on the Capital City Clash game at the home opener May first? Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. First off, it's the Capital City Clash. It's what, what is that? Jersey. Um, Albany versus Jersey. It's the two capital cities. It's, okay. it's New York versus New Jersey. You know, uh, rivalry in the making. I mean, it, it's already a rivalry. You know, so um, and it's gonna be some great competition. They got great coaches over there. You know, um, at, throughout the league, it's great coaches. But I mean, how many times do you have that many championships on one staff? Yeah, they, it's gonna be some good football. They're defending. I mean, well, last, last you got played, the defending right? AFL champ. You got the defending NAL champ. We really have the defending um, AAL champ. They're just not playing this season. So we're going to take that title. We're going to take that title. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, so you got three champs, one league. Let's battle. <laughs> yeah. Well, she says you still got it. So you're oh, good. Thank you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So what's the toughest part about your job? Like what's the what's uh, the toughest part about being a head coach and GM? Um hmm. sometimes I spread myself too thin. Um delegating. You know, but that's probably the toughest part of it. Uh, you know, and it's easy um, to do. As a coach, I've always been one of them. That yeah, I, as a coach, I've always been one of them to have wanted to have my hands in on some of everything dealing with that side, like equipment manager. And, you know, um, and that's just because, you know, like I know as an owner to being the coach, you're responsible for all of my stuff getting turned in. So I always wanted to make sure I kept my hands on it, um, you know, doing those things, you know. Um, but, you know, um, Coach Manaz gets on me a lot. Uh, I mean, he calls me every day at six o'clock in the morning, basically, and says, what am I supposed to do today? You know, uh, yeah, I'm taking that off your plate. Yep, I got that one. So, you know, I got, I, I have a very, very, very good staff and a uh, very caring staff. So um, I'm really excited about us getting to work with it. I'm really excited about getting to hear that with these guys that, you know, keep shooting out shouts and everything. Tyron Laffenhouse just said something to me, you know, so looking forward yep. to getting him on the field with us. Um, so, you know, I'm just, it, it, it's going to be an exciting time here um, in Jersey and in the NAL this year. So looking forward to it. What was your favorite arena to coach in on the road? Uh, to coach in on the road. My favorite arena um, to play in, period, well, that I've coached in so far 
was the State Farm Arena. Um, I love the State in Farm Rio Arena. Grande Valley. Down in Rio Grande Valley, I love the State Farm Arena. The atmosphere was was, was great. Um, I was just um, talking to somebody earlier, and, and he was talking about how he had just watched some of the highlights from um, when we beat Corpus Christi by a hundred, and. Uh, <laughs> So we talked about that one, and, and the first thing I said was, "Man, I remember that attack game because that atmosphere was like electric." And I did. I, I love the St. Louis Arena, and that's what made me start talking about Rio Grande. I like the arena, the atmosphere. Y'all had some fans sitting right above us, pouring beer on us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it was really that was a good atmosphere. Um, you know, playing in the Van Andel was was awesome. Um, so. Um, when I was with the Rampage, that was awesome. That was a great feeling, being able to play right there at home. Um, you know, I went to Grand Valley State, which was right up the road, so that atmosphere was great. But I'd probably say the best road arena. Uh, oh, and then I, I forgot, Tim's Toyota Center out in, in um, Arizona, in Prescott, where the new team in the IFL is. That's a great arena. Um, you know, we had some great arenas in, um, there. But in the IFL, I have to say it was Green Bay. Yeah, and, and that's I actually played in Green Bay in Arena Two, so you know going back there and everything, and then by um, the atmosphere when I was there, the way that they treated me, it was always a top, uh, a top flight organization. Some of the same people were still there, um, so that atmosphere was great for me. So, uh, and Tom says, wait till you play at the Amway Center here in Orlando, and I'll tell you that's yeah, I, it's pretty badass. I mean, it's an NBA arena, so I mean. Yeah. You know, and hopefully, hopefully, I mean, I know the team's working hard here and uh, I'm expecting. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm looking forward to week four um, going down to Jacksonville with everything that I've heard about playing down in Jacksonville um, and knowing it's their first home game of the season. Ooh, so I'm hoping nice. everybody and everything is open back up and they can have a full house and it's packed and it's going to be electric. It's going to be a great football game. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, the the Green Bay fans were wild in the AF too. Yeah. Um. So when did you come? When so I own St. Louis. Did you come up there, or did we go down there, or both? Both. Both. We so came up you, to you guys, and y'all had Jackie Joyner, Kersey at the game, and oh yeah. Isaac Bruce. I, Isaac Bruce. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did we so win, or did you win? We won. We Damn won. it. Yeah. And y'all was picked to win. Y'all was picked to win. Y'all were coming off of a, a, a real big season. Y'all had the big quarterback, McCullough, um, the two receivers. Chris McKinney was your coach. He's a good guy. Um, yeah. And we had the issue with Daz, with Daz McCarthy, where he had originally signed, <laughs> yeah, with, you guys. signed with us. And then you guys yeah. went and signed. And, and then me and Benny, came, Benny took over the team. And then I came in on the coaching staff and Daz came and met and talked with us and said, hey, I got a job down here. I really don't want to go there. Um, he said he talked to you or something and you was like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we'll release you. And uh, McKinney says, nah, we ain't releasing him for him to play against us. So we can I never use Daz against you guys. So that was our fuel to the fire. So when we came down there, it was all about that. You know, I'll and, tell you um, what, yeah. I, I remember that. So. So Dasman Kathy is a freak. Um, he, yes, you know, he, a freak. Freak he, of nature. He, yeah. he was he was good, and uh, he signed with us in St. Louis. We just yeah. I want to say that was probably 2015. I think that was my last year yep. in St. Louis. 2015. It was 
2014, we went undefeated. We lost in the championship against Lakeland. And yeah. then, you know, we were all cocky in that 2015 season. And yeah. I remember and you had the two brothers, the, the uh, one played receiver or they were cousins or whatnot. One played receiver, the other played DB. And Lowry. boy, did they talk. Oh, yeah. Boy, did they talk. Yeah, you know? we we did. That was that was fun, and I'm sure we had a good crowd that game. If if oh, Jackie Joyner yeah. was out there and yeah and stuff, but yeah, that I remember talking to to Coach McKinney, and uh, he's like, "No, no, we're not going to release him." I'm like, yeah, "Who cares? Nah, crazy. <laughs> Let's Me just release." Talk about that all the time. So the funny thing is, is I was with him in Cape Fear um, in 2019. Okay, we signed Dasmine Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny, yeah. man. So he finally got Dasman to play for him. Wow. Yeah, because he was like, just don't let him play. I was right. like, I said, is the guy that good that he'll make a difference? And he's like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, I used to own the the Florida Tarpons, and mm -hmm. he played down there for, for my friend Michael Taylor, who was the head yep. coach. And I called Michael up. I was like, is the guy that damn good that I shouldn't let him play? He's like, yeah, don't let him play. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Richard says that uh, you're going to have your hands full on uh, April 11th. So um, you better be ready. Just I, I, I'm looking forward to April 11th. You know, I'll, I'll be closer noticed. to home. I'll have a lot of my home fans there. And, you know, we're going to have a great time. I got to buy the next week. So I'm going to stay after the game. So you can buy my first drink after our victory. <laughs> yeah, have a little parade in their town yeah. right there. Yeah, definitely. So is there like, you know, somebody that is like your do you have like like a rival or is there like a coach or an organization that's like, man, you just, you know, want to beat them and you know, if you can only win one game, that's what it would be. Um, everyone in the NAL. <laughs> Everyone in the NAL. Um, you know, I got a lot of good friends um, that are coaches and Fuller. And, you know, like I said, with the Carolina, uh, the down in Carolina. So um, Jason Gibson, a lot of respect for those guys. You know, I already told you about the respect I have for Albany and, you know, with Coach Bennett down in, in Orlando, you know. Um, Don't just start naming all the coaches, okay? <laughs> I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only one that I'll really talk trash to is Rez and those guys because we have more of a personal relationship, you know. So. But those are, but that I think is what makes it so much more fun. So it's yeah, like, definitely. it's like, look, it, it's kind of like, you know, if you had like a sibling, it's like, you know, you want to, you don't want to lose to your sibling, right? No, it, it, at all, you know? at all. You know, and I kind of look at that because like with Rez, we've kind of been in some of the same leagues at the same time. You know, battling with each other, not always against each other at the same time, but still battling. You know, teams might not play or whatnot. So um, I kind of look at him as, you know, kind of, you know, uh, that 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 right there, big brother. So right. I pick at him a little bit uh, yeah. with Coach Fuller and everything. It's been more of a, you know, I call him the, um, and, and we get a little more advice and information, you know, so it, it's a difference from that from that side of it. Um, but. You know, so 
beating those two is going to, you know, be special for me. With Coach Gibson, when he was in the league with me, um, his team was definitely the league bullies, um, you know. Um, so what, what I want to get what, him, you know. What league was uh, that and when? In the, in the AA, uh, in the AIF, when I came to Myrtle Beach okay. and Columbus was in the league. It was funny because um, when Myrtle Beach first called me, I was down in Colorado. And uh, Myrtle Beach calls and they like, well, you know, can you come down, help us finish out this season? We got a lot of issues. Our coaches quit. Our players are about to leave because um, I won't give them advice. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> uh, um, so they say, uh, meet us in Columbus at the game and coach us from there. I said, that's not going to happen. I'm not gonna meet you at the game. Don't know none of the players and just coach that day. I, I'll see you I did that practice. I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> I think they got beat 82 to 7 or something like that. And then uh yeah, so a couple of weeks down the road, they ended up coming to our house. Um, uh, we had just found out going into the game that we had already clinched our spot in the playoffs. Um, DC was just coming back, our quarterback at the time, Daryl Clark was just coming back. And the first half, it was a great first half of football. Daryl hurt his hand. I said, all right, y'all, we shutting it down because we already made the playoffs. And the second half looked similar to what they had done the first time. But, you know, I think um, that first half of the game, I think we really showed, you know, Coach Gibson and them, you know, uh, we, we really be an opponent. We had the guys out there mad. It was the first time that I actually saw, you know, some of those older Columbus guys out there actually frustrated and mad, ready to fight us. Besides the fact the turf was horrible. Um, the facility we played in wasn't the greatest at the convention center, you know, and it was hard to keep the turf down. So they were upset about that. So we had a little bit of a home field advantage, <laughs> right. but you know, uh, it, it, you know, those great times in these lower leagues. Did you ever, um, were you involved back when the NIFL was around? Yes, but I was with, at that time I was with the AFL. Okay. Um, I never, I was never with the, in the niffle. Because I bought, I, I basically saved the Greenville team, and uh, it was like the deal was I I could basically pick up the team for for nothing, uh, right. but I had to go to Tupelo, Mississippi, and play within like seventy two hours, <laughs> and now I had no uniforms, I had like nothing. I lived in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I had a semi pro football team there at the time, and I was like, game on, let's go. Right. And and we we put together a, a, a team and, and some of the guys were ballers. But when, when you don't know the game and you don't practice, it don't matter how good you are. Um, mm -hmm. And any time that you, you have to fill in like that, I always hear people talk about how great their teams are. You, it's against teams that are practicing. And, and even if the guys are getting paid two, three hundred bucks a game. There's a big difference between that and semi pro. Definitely. And. and uh, and so we went down to Tupelo, Mississippi. I'll never forget it. They had like black turf and it was like old and, and ripped your skin right off. And, <laughs> and we got beat like a hundred and something to like Ooh. something low. And yeah. Uh, and so, you know, Chris Thompson, I don't know if you know, coach Thompson. Definitely Lehigh Valley Reading. He was, he was, he was my quarterback. Oh wow! Oh. So, so yeah, so that that tells you, you know, yeah. and he took he so, took a beating. I coached a team that Rez played quarterback for for a couple of snaps. Did you? How <laughs> yeah. did he do? 
I'll, I'll let him tell you. Rez, where you at? I know you're still listening. <laughs> Talk about that. <laughs> we need to phone a friend and get Rez on here. <laughs> well, look, fans, we've got a few more minutes with Coach Foster. So throw on some questions and, uh, you know, we'll we'll get them on here. We've got some players trying to trying to get their experience out there. Man, you got to you got to get out to these workouts, guys. Yeah. And coaches send that aren't on you. You got to show up. Send that film to Coach T at JerseyFlightFootball.com. There you go. Hey, coaches, I don't care if the roster is complete. The coaches always want the best talent. And even yeah. if it's not a fit right now, a player might get hurt or something well, else may happen. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm trying to start something new in our league um, where we start to build databases and we kind of push it out through the league. I'm not just looking for players that can play on my team because like I said before, you know, we, we, we've got pretty much, you know, if it's not a local guy right now, I don't think I'm going to really be bringing anything else in um, until we get to camp. And unless, you know, something just drops that you can't let go. Um, but I'm trying to help all of the teams in our league be competitive. You know, uh, one of the things that I feel like is, really damaging the game is we're allowing the players to kind of dictate and leverage what we do. Um, and the reason why that happens is because we don't have enough um, athletes that we really know about. Um, it's hard for them to get the workouts. It's hard for all of them to get to all of the workouts. So I try to share my film. I try to share the players. If I'm not going to use them, hopefully somebody in our league can. Um, and, you know, and it gives them those guys an opportunity to play, you know, so that's big for me to making sure that everybody just continues to have the opportunity. Um, Coach Kelly took a second chance on me, so I try to take second chances on everybody that I can. Yeah, no, I, I think that's I think that'd be a great idea is to create a centralized database and really build we were that talking out. Down at the league meeting, I uh, I was talking to Siegfried down at the league meeting, and uh, me and Coach Manaz have been talking about this for a while, and uh, we're gonna try to figure out how we can do a league wide combine for next year. Um, and, you know, have all of the teams out there where it's one central location where everybody can come and work out for all of the teams. We'll figure out the logistics on who will get the first pick on guys and stuff like that. But it could possibly be done the same way it's done on our waiver wire, it's, um, you know, on, on who, who's in whatever position, what, whatever place we're in the last team. Like now, Ontario, I think we'll get the first pick of anything because they're the newest team. So, um, you know, something like that to where. Um, we can just have all of the talent in one place, keep a database for it, and just keep picking from there to start building a brand and start building a league. You know, yeah. especially I mean, these league workouts, I used to do them all the time. And, you know, what's good about it is for the players, you're working out for every team, mm -hmm. you know, and instead of going to five different tryouts, paying 50 bucks a pop or whatever it is, you know, we would do these league workouts and get bring all the coaches in. And, you know, it's just a good – a good time to to do that um work with some officials on some training stuff at those workouts mm -hmm. but um yeah i mean i think the more collaboration that the nal can do and it sounds oh, like the the league meetings were awesome 
and, and you know, and, that, and I, was going, I was just about to say that I think, um, you know, we need to start just building on that and how we collaborated so much inside of the league meeting with the owners to try to make sure that everyone's going to be sustainable and everyone's going to be OK. And the things that, you know, this team is lacking in, this team might be doing great in. So we share the ideas and and just try to make sure that everyone's, you know, pushing to be better inside of each organization. Um, you know, I think we need to start doing that all the way around. And I think that's what's going to really carry our game to the next level and keep us going. Um, I think that you've been around a lot of different leagues, so you know how the ownership groups have acted towards each other. I think this is, has been one of the best set of groups that I've ever been around. You know, yeah. Uh, what as else? far as wanting to help and being willing to help and just being open to help. You know, um, you you I heard so many times inside of the meet, hey, just call me, just call me. I mean, yep. so it, it's and really I, good. And that's that's key. You got to have owners that that buy into that because listen, on the field let's all talk trash. Let's, you know, you and Rez go yeah. at it after the game. You guys yeah. are going to have wings and some yeah. beers and, and have yeah. fun. But on the field, it's a battle. Everywhere else, it's like, hey, what did you guys do to get 5,000 fans here tonight? And exactly. that's where once all that starts happening on a regular basis, you're going to see, you know, attendance just keep going up. You're going you're gonna to see more success. And then what, do, what does that do? It raises the value of the team's. Obviously, yeah. that's not important to the fans, but, you know, to the owners who are, are investing hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars into this, mm -hmm. you know, they want to be able to see that. And uh, it just elevates the league. And then it makes it easier to get a national TV deal, it makes it easier to bring on national partners. And so yeah. it's a snowball effect. And yeah. and just what I've seen in the past month and talking to, Co uh, to Commissioner Siegfried, it's like, man, it's headed in such a great direction. And that's why I was excited when we started talking about doing this NAL live, because, mm -hmm. you know, I'd love to be part of, you know, that, that growth um, and the direction that, that he's taking the league. Cause it's going to be special. Definitely. Definitely. And if we can, you know, continue to grow um, out West and then build in between, um, yep. you know, I mean, already, we we're, we we should be looked at as a national league having you know cali having albany two of the largest markets um as far as you know for for tv and everything else um you know we 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 are becoming you know a, a big picture inside of it and we i think we just got to keep pushing and all of us forge together um uh, to start getting those national sponsorships and getting a tv deal and you know the more that we work together inside of the organizations the easier it's going to be for all of us to just go in as one entity to get those tv deals so you know i think that's going to be big for us here in the upcoming future all right a couple questions outside of football okay. uh what's your what's your favorite movie my favorite movie um hmm, any given sunday <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good one that's a good yeah. one i like that i haven't seen that one in a while probably is yeah I, I i think whenever we were you know when all the trips used to be bus trips so i think i had that movie on every bus trip everywhere we go each week they'd be like we're not watching that yeah we are we're putting it in oh, that's so i like that um and then i like war movies i like pearl harbor um 1917 okay. was a good movie um so things like that favorite spot um that you played that had the best pregame meal oh uh best pregame meal hmm. i don't really eat before the games so that's hard no? to me 
Okay. Uh, no, my, my stomach kind of be messed up. Even when I was a player, and it was funny at Grand Valley, um, we go to breakfast and it, and it would be a separate little bowl to the side with just fruit in it. And it got to a point to where everybody knew that that was just my fruit. Um, uh, Coach Kelly used to take care of me with that. Yeah. Yep. I would. I, that's all I could eat is fruit. Um, they stopped me from drinking my cup of coffee. I'm one of those that has to have my cup of coffee every day. And I've been like that all the way through college. So, um, he wouldn't let me drink coffee on game day. So he had to have my bowl of fruit there. So it was pretty good. Pretty cool. Does the league, do you guys still do the pre and post game meals? For we do. We, yes, we do. Um, and I'm one of those that don't really like the traditional game day meal that everyone else uses as far as the pasta. Um, what do you so prefer for your guys? Um, I try to get them some baked chicken, um, maybe a baked potato and some green beans or something like that. Um, I try to stay away from pasta because it kind of weighs us down um, at the end of it. You know, a lot of my linemen, by the time we get out of um, post game, I mean, out of out of the pregame workout and we're about to hit the field. You find a lot of the linemen back in the stalls um, and, you know, that you, know like I know, you know, like I know those locker rooms, especially when it's a visitor's locker room. It ain't great ventilation. So, you know, instead of having that final let's go get them speech, it's like, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. What, so yeah, what I gotta stay away from the pastas. I noticed, like, uh, you know, I've owned, uh, you know, the football, and then uh, got into indoor soccer, mm -hmm. and like the indoor soccer guys don't really eat pregame meals. The football yeah. guys, they they tear it up. They get there yeah. early. You know, it's, it's it's weird to see how the different athletes do different uh, things. But uh, I had a coach say you cannot give them salad. They can't eat salad on game day. Really? Because it goes through you, I guess. That's what he yeah. said. I don't know. Yeah, it makes them digest. That's probably <laughs> maybe it's not the pasta. Maybe it's the salad. Since they stuff it with they, they stuff you with pasta, salad, and bread. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the salad always has a lot, a lot of Italian dressing on it most of the time. Like they put it on there for you. So maybe they're trying to get you your insides to slide out about you. All right, last thing. Have you been up to Trenton long enough to have like a favorite restaurant up there? Uh, mm, yes and no. Um, I like the little, uh, you know, they have little bodegas up there. Um, you know, everywhere you go, you can grab a little something to eat. So I, I kind of like that. Um, it's a kitchen in every store that you go in. Uh, you know, so I kind of like those. Um, there was a little Mexican restaurant right on the corner of my street that I, I, I frequent a lot. Um, so, but that's about it. I, I, um, I went to a couple of Italian restaurants down there, um, but I'm not the old Italian where, you know, I, I, I didn't care for the sauce because it had wine in it. You know, um, it was a little, yeah. I, you don't like I, wine? I or what? Huh? You don't like wine? No, not at all. I don't like wine. I don't like anything with vinegar in it. Um, I don't really like ranch dressing because I hate the smell of it. Um, mayonnaise is horrible. You got to use Miracle Whip. Miracle uh, Whip? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. you probably use Hellman's. You probably use Hellman's or Duke's. Which one you use? I don't even know, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I'm not allowed to go grocery shopping because I, I end up coming back with like a couple carts full and of sweets and snacks, just junk. <laughs> I, took, 
I took my kids grocery shopping when they were uh, younger. And I was like, look, mom's not here. Get whatever you guys want. And we had almost four carts full, <laughs> you know, and so I was like, yeah, you can't go anymore. So just I, I, I do most of the cooking. I like to cook. So, okay. yeah, I do most of the cooking. So I do. Uh, well, I don't go to the grocery store. I just make the list. So what's your specialty then? See, I keep we had one question, 20 questions ago, but now you got um, me going here with this. Uh, uh, um, man. Uh, I don't know. You, it, It's a couple of guys. That, I mean, my players could probably tell you my specialties. It's like literally on my teams. They coach. I'm coming to your house for dinner. Um, so. I mean, I do good on the grill. I can do just about anything on the grill. Um, <laughs> ja just said, best player coach ever. He'll probably tell you my baked beans are the best, um, something like that. Um, so, man, when but, I come to Jersey, I'm just coming to your place afterwards. because uh, You're welcome, too. You're welcome, <laughs> too. I'll definitely be cooking, uh, you know, or have some leftovers from when the guys were there the night before. Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I, like my, I, I like my fried chicken. I like my fried mm -hmm. chicken. So. How do you uh, have you ever tried? Because I just got my daughter got this for me as a housewarming gift. I got a uh, an air fryer. Have you, you ever know, done anything with the air fryer? Because it's the best thing I've ever so had. When I had the team in Myrtle Beach, we stayed in hotels. The whole team stayed in a hotel. So I had all of that stuff. I had an air fryer, one of those ovens, everything. Um, and I didn't like the air fryer. I think I used it one time. What? Well, yeah. here's the deal. We I used it once. Ah. And you know and what? I was like, I'm so uh, glad. I'm so glad they said that. But I didn't have it in. Um, I didn't have it in in necessarily in Jersey, but okay. every time I go to the airport, I have to eat chickies and peas. You know, oh, I haven't had that a, to do it at our place? arena yet. Um, chicken and peas. Yeah, it's is that in, chicken it's, or what? It's in no, it's some of everything. Uh, but okay. what they do best is their crab fries. Uh, okay. What about yeah. the burgers, though? Oh, yeah, I do do stuffed burgers. John, John loves my stuffed burgers. So, uh, you know, I make those for the team a lot. So, Dan, yeah, that needs to be in your uh, sales pitch to these players, man. Like, look, man, I'm almost a gourmet chef here. Um, they can. Yeah. Yeah. They find out pretty soon. Though. Once they get there, they find out all the players be like, where are you going? Where are you going? Oh, I'm about to go eat. You know, and they end up at my house. So uh, one of the restaurants down in Jersey that we've been talking to, um, I'm actually going to um, cook there once a once a week for the team um, for us to have a meal, along with being able to use their kitchens and stuff for our pregame and postgame meals. Nice. Um, you know, so, yeah, that's one of the things. And that's why I say, you know, I, I we probably they probably the teams that when they come down here, they probably won't be having pasta. We probably won't. Uh, that's good. It's going to be a nice. good time. You know, we got some really good partners. Um, I'm really excited about them. Um, you know, re really, really excited about, you know, the Element Hotel down here in Jersey, which is one of our partners. Um, excited about the Robert Wood um, Hospital, which um, I'm going to be speaking with again, but it looks like they're going to end up being our medical sponsor. Um, it's nice. been it's been tough to get in and meet with them. Um, uh, you know, uh, it's been tough to get inside of any business here in New Jersey and sit down. Um, I le I've learned so much about my phone and social media in the last year that, you know, I used to be like, um, don't ask me. And I would hand it to somebody to do some stuff on it. Now I can tell you what every button is and I can get this function and that function. I say, yeah, I I'm loving it, but still don't like iPhones.
Zoom is a great thing. How do you not like iPhone? Come on, man. You had me because until- iPhone yeah. is a toy. An iPhone is a toy. That's for, you know, all of the music and everything. But, you know, the note, know. that's business. I can write. I can, I can do everything on the note, except for get iTunes. <laughs> so how do you live? <laughs> I like I'm I'm using uh I have an insurance agency here and I have to use a Mac for our insurance business which I hate uh uh not a Mac a, a PC so I'm used to having a Mac everything and right. it's very difficult to get used to a PC yeah so that's you know how you got to use a bunch of different stuff to try to do your stuff see that's because you got an iPhone. <laughs> Everything you, might, you, right. you just do everything on the note. I bought that Google Pixel a couple of years ago and I just couldn't get into it. I had to I gave it to my kid and he's like, I don't want this. <laughs> no, yeah. he wants the iPhone 74. <laughs> yeah. The newest one. Dad, I want the newest one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, oh man. Now, coach, any last, you know, words, anything else you want to add? Uh, enjoyed um, uh chatting with you though. Jersey fans, I appreciate the support. Happy holidays, NAL fans. Support those teams in your area. Um, get out to a game. Get some season tickets. As soon as we're able to sell tickets in Jersey, y'all come on out and get these tickets. They'll be cheap. We need the support. Um, you're going to love it. It's going to be some great, great entertainment. And that's on and off of the field. So stay involved with our social media. And uh, we'll see you soon. Happy holidays. Yeah. And I think just to give you guys some credit, you guys do a great job on your social media. And Thank you. Uh, you guys uh, are on top of it. Um, Harrison Brown, Matt Cass, way to go, fellas. <laughs> doing good. Uh, Robert uh, just says Merry Christmas to you. Hope Merry to Christmas, you Robert. Hey, so. see you at camp kicking that ball. So we will be back Love tomorrow. Christmas. We've got another show at 3 p.m. Um, it's with Josh, the owner of the Columbus Lions. So I know you probably had a chance to meet with him. Yes. Um, down Another at the meetings. Really guy. Great guy. Just Another a bunch really of good, good, good people. So Another it'll be really exciting. Um, a lot, of, but a lot thank, of knowledge and experience. You know, 13 years down there with that team. Set one wow. head coach. Yeah. That's one crazy. Head coach. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, crazy. <laughs> That's a marriage. It's going to go That's nowhere. A marriage in itself. Yeah. 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 Yep. All right, guys. Thanks again. This will be you. on uh, online uh, tomorrow on Spotify and iHeartRadio. And then check us out at 3 o'clock. We'll be back here. Thanks again, Coach. I'm going to be hey, up. Thank for you, Andrew. Cooking. Have a good one. You too.